Well, 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 good morning and welcome all to Revelation Hour. It's lovely to have you here this morning with us. Um, lovely. Good morning, Marcia. How are you doing? You all right? Fine, thank you. Are you all right? Yeah, very good. Very <laughs> good indeed. Uh, why, don't, why don't we begin and start to pray? Um, we invited a lot into, into our midst this morning. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that this is the day that you have made. And we can rejoice and we can be glad in this day. We thank you, Father, where two or three are gathered in your name. You're in the midst of us and you are continually revealing yourself to us. Father, we pray that you will have your way. You will put the words in our mouth. You will direct and order our footsteps today. Father, we pray that for everyone listening, there'll be something, Father, that you will, we will share, that we will learn, that we will actually help to give us revelation revelation about what you want us to know in the season and the mm. time that we are in father we pray that you will continue to have your way in with and through us we pray this in jesus name amen 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 how was your week i can't actually believe it's saturday uh, the time is going very very quickly even though we are on lockdown we're inside um yeah. but yeah it's just there's always something to do so it's it's good it's been a good week we thank god for another week okay we thank god for health and strength That's how good. has your week been Eh, busy uh i would say uh it's been busy and um but uh, do you know what i just really would like to get back to normality but uh, i know that's not never gonna be yeah normality a normality now yeah. so unfortunately that's that's how it goes mm. um but yeah, but that's good. That's good. We uh, we just thank God for everything. Mm -hmm. um, what are we going to be talking about today? Today we are going to be talking about vaccines. So things that are related to vaccines. I think I spoke to everyone last week or the week before about trying to listen to the um, docuseries or watch the docuseries on the truth about vaccines. Mm. I don't know whether anyone's managed to see it or watch it. I've only managed to watch a few of the episodes but they have a replay at the moment so i'm hoping to catch more of it just just so we can actually get some information um but yeah generally it's, it's more or less the same thing isn't it it's just yeah it's for us to be educated about these things um but we kind of know what the overall you know um the over, overall information is about you know so it's just to get a bit of knowledge in the areas where we need it so yeah mm. so yeah so vaccines Topic is vaccines today. Yeah, indeed. Um, do you remember what we talked about last week when we looked into the New World Order and, and really looking into the layers that we spoke about mm. and the last, the media side of it? In the pyramid. In the pyramid. Um, as we're looking, there's been a couple of questions that's been going through the uh, Revelation Hour um, last week and, and through the, the, the web submission. And it's one of the questions that was raised, which... Um, as we touch on the vaccine, I just wanted to ask you very, very briefly. Mm. Um, somebody asked this very simple question. Is there a higher percentage of ethnic minorities dying from COVID-19? Is it political? Is it biological? Example, low vitamin C and D, our lack of knowledge. Mm. The thing is, it's, I, 
the, the thing is with the numbers, it's very, very difficult to believe um, the numbers that are being um, put out there. So we, we don't know the numbers are contradicting themselves. Um, and also in comparison to, um, for example, influenza and flu um, figures coming from around the world, um, a lot of doctors are now speaking out because there are, there are doctors in America because their system, their, their healthcare system is very different. So they have a lot of privatized hospital that is private healthcare. So to speak to so people, as we know, um, pay for their healthcare there. So a lot of the doctors and there's quite a few doctors and nurses, um, healthcare professionals who are on furlough. So they're actually not working. Um, so it's a bit different to our NHS system where, you know, it's, we have um, people who actually work for um, different, different, um, I forgot what they call them now, but they work for different, I've forgotten what the name is. But anyway, they work in different areas for different kind of people in the, in the sense of they have people who actually have um, take care of different areas regions in terms of the hospitals but they're still classified as NHS workers um, because it's still the government it's still a government-run system at the time for the time being Mm. Um, but of course we're looking at the model of the American model of paying for healthcare coming here as well Um, it will it's a matter of time but the thing is um, they are they are on furlough and they are they are comparing the numbers um, of COVID cases to the numbers of influenza and flu um, cases for around the same time mm-hmm. of the of the year, and they're saying there's basically a 0.02% or 0.03% chance of um, people actually um, passing away um, from COVID. Um, the contracting of the virus is is um, is something else. So, and the thing is also the way that the numbers are being logged as well, um, because the thing is autopsies are not being done mm. um, in different places because they just don't have the manpower to do it. Um, but you're seeing people storing bodies in in like cooler vans and all sorts of different things. But you don't know whether that's just media putting things across so that people are afraid, mm-hmm. um, and they're seeing these these atrocities and awful things in the in the news. So it just feeds into people's fears um, and doubts and and confusion. Um, and we know that God is not the author of confusion. So we know who the author of this whole thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, there's so much conflicting information out there at the moment. Um, one of the things that I did say is that, you know, when it comes to the numbers, they've released this whole thing saying that there are more ethnic minorities who are dying of COVID-19, we know um, there are people, you know, we know personally of people who have passed away, who are ethnic minorities, mm-hmm. um, who have passed away, but we're not really hearing the numbers of other people. Um, and we're not really hearing all of the numbers um, in total. So it's, it's very difficult to say. But the one thing that I would say is that um, ethnic minorities are known for having lower levels of vitamin D um, it's, it's a known fact. It's actually, it's been documented for, for quite a few years, years and years, but it's not something that is widely spoken about um, by doctors. Unless you go there and you find, they find, do bloods for you and they find that your vitamin D levels are low, um, they wouldn't tend to treat 
um, that because if you don't go for blood tests, you won't know. Um, but it's, an, it's a known fact because of the melanin content in our skin. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't get a lot of sun here. Vitamin D is actually produced when you are in the sun. Um, it's triggered there um, so you can actually have vitamin D production there. So because we have a natural sunscreen with, with the melanin content in us, in our skin, mm-hmm. it's, it's, we tend to have lower levels of vitamin D because it's not stimulated because we don't get a lot of sun in countries like England mm-hmm. um, and other countries that, that don't really get a lot of sun. So if, for example, you're living in a hot and sunny climate or you've come from a hot and sunny climate, generally what I do is I say to clients, you know, especially a lot of my clients have come from places like in Africa or in the Caribbean, and I tend to ask them, you know, have you had blood tests done? Um, because they tend to t- say, I feel like this. I feel tired. My bones are aching. My muscles are aching. Um, I feel very lethargic. Um, I can't really think straight at times because these are things that vitamin D do, does. It affects your, your, you get aches and pains. It affects your bones. It affects your muscles. It affects the way that your brain works. Um, it affects your memory. Um, if it goes on, for, the deficiency goes on for long enough. Um, so it, it can affect quite a lot of things. So those are the telltale signs, but it's whether you go for blood tests or not. So we don't know. Um, and as we said, a lot of the COVID cases are being, they're being written down as, you know, in America, I know that I'm not quite sure whether that's happening here is that they have particular codes when people pass away, um, that they have particular codes that they, for the reasons why they need to actually, um, the reasons why people have passed away. And sometimes what's happening is that they're, they're, they're saying that it's suspected COVID, but they haven't done an autopsy. So they don't necessarily know whether that is the case. So they're putting these numbers down as COVID deaths, um, which is not right. Um, so it's, we're getting, as somebody said, who was listening to a doctor, he said that, you know, they're crooking the books in the sense of the numbers that they're putting down are, not necessarily valid numbers because autopsies haven't been done so the actual um cause of death hasn't actually been it hasn't so, been so it hasn't been checked l- let me say something here so what you're basically saying um is that because of the lack of autopsy they're pretty much ticking the box and it's quite interesting you saying that as well you know one of our listeners here which I would love to know the name. She's writing us anonymous attendee, and I love that. And she's just flying those lovely questions. She said a few things. The first thing that she said is, I called the doctor because I was feeling dizzy, and they asked me if I had flu-like symptoms. I said no, but they still tick the corona box anyway. Excellent. So So this is a prime example. The other thing, she's also mentioned as well which is got quite a valid point here saying regarding minority most minority getting the corona you know the things that we need to take into consideration this is what i was also thinking and she's mentioning here that a lot of them do low-key jobs which they can't do from home which they need to travel you know take the bus you know so on and she's also said because that it can be also an exposure and Obviously, we know that COVID killed most people with underlying health issues. She said that most minority also fall into this category. Less income is closely linked to bad nutrition and lack of exercise resulting in bad health, etc. And the other thing that she mentioned as well is that 
a friend has died from pneumonia, but they ticked as a coronavirus. Mm. Now, as we're looking into discussing um, the vaccines, mm. and you mentioned about the crook numbers in mm. that sense. Now, my thing on it is, why did they need to put this number as high as possible? I mean, there's been articles and, and, and words that has been spoken about the WHO, which is the World, World Health Organization. Yeah, as well as, you know, many representatives, such yeah, as Bill Gates and yeah, Sochi CDC and so on. Center for Disease Control. Absolutely. Yeah. And they mentioned that the coronavirus would kill around of about 6 million people, if I'm correct. Yeah, I don't worldwide. know exactly, but they're but talking millions. They're talking about millions of numbers dead of the coronavirus. Now, what they found out, and some of the doctors have found out, is actually the death free coronavirus is much lower than the expectation of the projection that was made. Mm. Do you think that they're crooking the numbers to try to get those numbers close to whatever they projected in order to be able to impose the vaccines? Well, it has been said, um, and it would make sense that that happens. I mean, the thing is, the, as we speak, they're testing, I mean, even before we, this whole thing happened, you know, there was a simulation by the World Health Organization um, I think it was November of last year, um, they did a simulation uh, that if there was a coronavirus um, epidemic take place, what, what they would do. So there was a simulation that took place in that meeting. Um, lots of people from all over the world, lots of representatives from all over the world were there, um, including Bill Gates, all of these different people, they were there. And they did the simulation as to what would happen. So this is where those figures came from. Um, so they were saying, okay, if there was this amount, million, million of people all around the world, what would we do? What would our response be? And this is why the response has been this way. Um, even by that time, um, vaccines already were being spoken about because of, obviously if you're expecting something like this, they already put all of that into play. And so um, different um, laboratories around the world have actually um, been asked to produce um, that look into a vaccine for coronavirus COVID-19. So all of these things are already, were already in play. Now, if you're investing so much money, time, effort, energy into all of this, you want to be able to prove to people that, you know, everything that you've invested the time, money, effort, energy into is actually worthwhile. The things that you are saying are true. This is why we're hearing a lot of things on the news um, to back up that story. That's why we're saying you're seeing things, bodies, corpses being put into meat trucks and being stored there because there's no space in the mortuaries. And you're seeing things like that. And then the story is saying there's no space in the mortuaries. Well, it's quite interesting that there's no space in the mortuaries, but the hospitals are closed. Yeah. I mean, you see, so it, it's just, it, it's a contradiction. So it doesn't really make any sense I because mean, there are hospitals that are there where doctors and nurses are not working because they're on furlough, but the actual mortuaries are available. So the thing is, at the end of the day, it doesn't actually make any sense. Well, it's contradictory. I, 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 think, I think you're absolutely right. And, and I think the interesting thing, and as we look last week into this, this pyramid, and, and as you guys look on the screen here, the 
topic of control of the world population control, one of the things that I was mentioning is the media side of it has been very, very important, um, I would say, factor in a vehicle in really mm-hmm. promoting fear, promoting information that I would push people to believe uh, what you actually mentioned. And it's quite interesting that you spoke about those doctors being put on furlough, hospital being closed. We are talking here, I think a few weeks ago, they were talking in this country that there's not going to be enough space for hospitals. So they built this, um, the hospital, Nintingale Hospital mm-hmm. right there. But the numbers inside the hospital, apparently there were only about 12 to 20 patients only. Mm-hmm. So it kind of really asking in this question, mm-hmm. what is the agenda yeah. behind this? Yeah. But other people have been to hospitals as well that we know. They've gone for treatment even, mm. say, two, three weeks ago, and they were saying the hospitals were empty um, in the sense of, you know, certain places where they were going for treatment. There was no, there was no one there. There was nothing there. So all resources have actually been um, redirected to the COVID-19, um, this, this whole thing with COVID-19. But the thing is, you know, and as they were saying, you know, World Health Organization, they were very um, reticent to actually call it an epidemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but people in, the, in their board, um, I won't keep mentioning names, but the thing is pushed for it to be classified as a, pan, an, a pandemic. Um, so they didn't, they didn't want to classify it as that. But the thing is, it was pushed. And as soon as it was pushed as that, then there was the whole frenzy. Um, that went with it um, and then the media were able to actually splash it all over the fronts of the newspapers and everywhere else it's cr- and instill the fear into people um, and the thing is it's not saying that people people are dying um, people also die of the flu they mm-hmm. die of influenza each year um, the numbers and the figures are there it's just we don't normally hear about it um, so interesting we don't really hear about we don't it. normally hear yeah. about it there are people who are dying of of from medications um, each year, there are more deaths in America, of, of which we'll go on to, is there are more deaths in ter- from medications um, that are given. Um, lots and lots, lots and lots and lots of deaths. Um, and we don't hear about that. There are things that we don't hear about in terms of people dying um, from medical negligence, really, that we don't hear about. Um, but the thing is, when we have something like this, it's, it's almost like, okay, look, and it's... It, it's almost like um, it, it's it's like something that it's so surreal that you would just it, it's to do with immunity, you know. Um, it really is to do with immunity, and and it's just like, and do you have high levels of immunity? Do you have lower levels of immunity? What do we need to do to increase those levels? And also, if there are any underlying conditions, what can we do to treat those things? Um, but because the um, Western model is to throw medication, one medication after the other, um, so a pill for every ill, we tend to actually find that that is the model that people follow and they just become more and more ill. Um, and then they have underlying health conditions. So it's just the whole thing going on to the vaccine is, again, it's just it's quite an interesting thing that they're trying to to introduce but it's not just the vaccine it's everything that goes with it I've, absolutely absolutely and something that we're going to be touching in a minute uh just a comment from nicola here on on the chat guys again thank you for joining us uh please feel free to put your comment your question uh she said both my sister work in hospital and they've been empty yeah that's the thing and it's just like my niece is in a hospital as well and she's she's up north so and she's saying yeah it's been it's been she said it was busy at first but it's not as bad as they thought it would be 
Um, so they're not overrun. It's not like, you know, they, it's, they're not as, as it's not what the, the picture that is being painted is not exactly so, so. So this idea that obviously the government pushing um, stay home, stay safe, you know, keep the, you know, keep the NHS or whatever they call it. Mm. But it's quite interesting to see that there's a, there's seem to be a contrast between the number of people, the media portray being sick in hospital and mm. the actual people that working in the hospital that see people coming in day in, day mm. out mm. and saying pretty much the opposite. Yeah. Now we're not saying that there's no death or anything because there is definitely, yeah. but the, glamorization the the very element of the media portraits really bring that element on fear and it's quite interesting and now the government's coming in and saying they want to get people back to work but now they realize that people have been so brainwashed into this fear factor that now people are fearful to come back to work yeah but that's part of that's the agenda part, absolutely that's part of the and this is what i'm coming into this idea of really keeping people home mm in that sense, to be able to control in a way, mm. in that sense. It's a very interesting. But another question that's been uh, raised here this morning, what do you think of Donald Trump's comments about corona is non-made and originated from a Chinese lab? The, the thing is, in terms of origins, you know, um, we could go on forever in terms of the origins of this. Um, the one thing that we, we do know is that when it's been looked at um, and when people are actually looking at this and, and the way the symptoms and the response in someone's body, um, the, the interviews that I've listened to in terms of doctors and people who've worked in the health field for a long time, they're saying that they haven't ever seen um, the body respond to something like, because coronavirus, remember, it's 2015. They've been looking at this um, mm -hmm. for a long time. It's not a new thing. There's There's been a coronavirus before. Um, so the thing is, for a virus to uh, mutate in the way that it has in such a short period of time, and for doctors not to know how to respond, for them, they're just like going, this is not normal. You know, people are saying in 20, 30 years of practice, we've never seen anything like this because they know how viruses mutate they you know there are virologists who have worked on viruses who are coming out and saying this is not we you know we don't normally release because we don't normally release <laughs> um viruses like this this is how we release them because and that's the thing that we need to realize viruses are released on populations it's not a new thing mm. they have virologists working in what they call sentinels they have their own centers they make up viruses that are to be released on populations for us to be able to test. That's the way that they test their medications. This is the way that they test vaccines. This is the way so, that things so, have been so tested before. Give, give us a bit more detail on how, you know, how do vaccine works in that sense. Okay, so the thing is, if you've got to think about it, why do we need vaccines? You know, um, if we actually think about it, we need vaccines because there's been a virus. So it's just like you're, you've got an antidote to something that is, is, is causing a problem. Um, for the population, the health, the population of the world, the masses. So what they will do is they will create vaccines for this. But what we've been saying is the body, you know, the way that God made the body, the, God made the body to heal itself. Yeah. It, it heals naturally. When you have a cut 
what happens within a few days you can see on your surface of your skin how your body heals well it, it, is, it is a, it is a process, a process. A process of coagulation of the blood yeah. we actually create then the layers to be yeah. reformed and to actually to create this healing process exactly. in our and, and it takes, and a, little, cells it takes a little bit of time doesn't yeah. it so by the time if you have a, a deeper cut then it takes a bit more time if you have like a more of a service cut it takes less time yeah and the body internally works a bit like that but the thing is remember you've got to be feeding the body the right things you've got to have the right environment for the body create the right environment for the body this is why i'm always going about the microbiome um you know you've got to create the right environment when you create the right environment you give the body the right things it does what it's meant to do it's just like our minds we give we feed our minds the right things we give our minds the right food it, it makes good decisions or right choices. Um, it's the same with the body. But what they're doing is they're making synthetic drugs, medications, vaccines, to be able to actually suppress what the body does naturally. So what happens is then you actually have all of these different things going on where people say, we have this going on with our body or we have that going on with our body because it's something what they call autoimmunity. So what happens is the body then begins to attack itself. And then what happens is, okay, and that's what they're doing. So they, first of all, you know, it's like, oh, well, we need to actually give you an injection. So we'll give you vaccine. Well, you need, your child needs to have this vaccine. And I'm not saying all vaccines are terrible, but it also depends on the adjuvants, the things that they put inside that vaccine. So the thing is, when you actually look at the vaccine itself, our body naturally, if we're taking care of our bodies and we're doing what our bodies need to do, we're giving it the right food, we're resting well, we're not having chronic stress, we're exercising, we're, you know, we're doing the things that we need to do. Which, which when, when you think about it, in a society that we're living in, that is very, very difficult. But they have created it so. That's what I was So thinking. therefore, you know, everything, and that's why I say, Everything, everything that they've done is not something that's just happened. No. It's something that they've created over time. So, they've created that we've been too busy to take care of ourselves. They've created fast food chains where we eat plastic foods that the body cannot process. And then what happens is it breaks down. There's so many sugars, so many fats, insoluble fats. There's so much junk in that food. Toxic buildup happens in the body from the thoughts, from the pressures, from the chronic stress, from the lack of sleep because we're having to work so much. We're worrying about money. We're doing all these different things. All these things accumulate to toxic buildup in the body. Now, the body cannot get rid of those toxins quick enough. What happens? Buildup of that diabetes, blood high blood pressure, cancers, um, lupus, autoimmunity. All these different things start taking place. The body begins to attack itself. Because the body is naturally has a system where when it sees things that are invading it that are foreign, it begins to attack those, those things, those cells. So, but what happens is sometimes it's looking and going, this is a foreign cell, but sometimes they are good cells. So it begins to attack the good and the bad. It begins to affect the nervous system. It begins to affect our bodies in a way where our bodies are completely, they start to attack themselves. So now then they go, oh, well, you need, you need this medication. Now you're putting another plastic into your body, another synthetic into your body. How is your body meant to get rid of that? Most people don't realize that when they take an antibiotic, you need to take a probiotic. So when I see people on antibiotics, okay, if you've been in surgery, something drastic has happened. You need an, they say you need an antibiotic. Okay, no problem. But take a probiotic, then take dandelion tea, nettle tea to get rid of the toxins out of your body. But the thing is, people don't want to do that because they go, oh, yeah, but it takes too long, these natural remedies. It is you very know. interesting, Sarah, because indeed, 
the natural process take longer. It takes longer. But we are we now be, quick fixes. But we have been conditioned yeah. to live microwave. in a microwave in a society where now we want things now That's straight right. away. And this is why now the government or whatever's conducting all those changes are able to implement changes very quickly. This is why the fast food were able to actually mm. uh, grow very quickly. This is why when you go to the supermarket, ready meal are there because mm. the society is living on a now a quick and you're looking at everything. You're looking in food, but you're also looking in technology. You know, yeah. we go from Everywhere. 1D to D3D for 5D and then mm. tomorrow we'll be going for 6D because the speed. And the interesting thing now, just to dive us a little bit is because now they have pushed us to be at home then the only way for us to communicate is through the internet yeah. and now people want faster internet they want quicker internet so they start to implement the 5g and and so on very interesting what you're saying here about the vaccine and 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 very the, the natural remedy the way god has created our body to heal itself we're taking a process versus the world we want to create a quick fix to counteract this now one of the questions and i've been asking you this question before because obviously i don't have as, as much on it when it comes to vaccine health but you do but i've done a bit of research as well there's been a lot of talk about the right or wrong of the vaccine you clearly said you know I've got nothing wrong in the vaccine. It's what they put inside. Now, we had this conversation before, and you mentioned about the testing. How do they test it and placebo? And, and I think the things that I would like you probably to mention in this, this morning to talk to uh, our listeners about this testing, how does it work? And for me, the interesting thing is they're rushing to get this vaccine for the COVID-19. And it's quite interesting that you mentioned this conversation about testing, we're supposed to be testing on a placebo, which is actually water and... and it's a saline solution. So the thing is, you know, it, when you're putting things, chemicals into the body, um, you've got to test it against something. You've got to test a response um, to it. So, for example, if you've got a vaccine, you've got a vaccine that has... Um, it has the virus in it, it has adjuvants, so it has different things in there. So adjuvants are, are additives. So they could be aluminium, they could be other things because it needs something to bind to in order for it to be able to get through and go into the body. Now, when you actually have that, so, and it's also important that it's tested on people um, because the thing is, it's, you know, normally you have lab testing or you could have it in vitro. So you have it in a Petri dish. So you have it, you're looking at it under a microscope and you can see maybe you'll actually have the vaccine and you will have put it into a petri dish of, of cells of someone who doesn't have anything um wrong with them and then you're testing it on them and then you're testing it on someone who has the virus but the other thing was we were saying that oh they have covid so the thing is covid19 so the thing is when it comes to it we were saying and i was listening to someone i thought but that's very difficult now because most people's bloods they're not pure in the sense of that they have taken medications or they're on medications. So that medication is going to interact with the actual um, result of the test of the vaccine anyway. So you wouldn't get a real result, uh, a real result anyway. So really and truly, it, you'd need to test it on someone who hasn't really had any medications, anything like that. And then you would need to set, test it under like a placebo kind of um, effect where, so where, a placebo? Placebo where you actually have 
so a placebo is like something that's not real in that sense, in the sense of, you know, you would inject maybe saline solution into someone. So you would actually not, in, not inject the vaccine. So you would inject, you'd have a set, a group of people who have not tested on the vaccine, have not actually had the vaccine injected into them. And then you'd have, so they'd have what we, you, you, they would think that they've had the vaccine tested into them. And then you would look at the effects of that. So you would say, say to them, we've injected you with the vaccine, but you've actually injected with saline solution, but then you'd see what their responses are. So you would see whether it's mental or whether it's physical because they haven't really had the vaccine injected into them. But then you would actually have a group where the vaccine is, is actually injected into them and see what their responses were psychologically and physically. So it's just, but the, the main thing is to actually have the vaccine tested on people because it's people who are actually going to be having using the vaccine some but as i said sometimes it's just tested in labs so it's in vitro it's in the petri dishes sometimes it's just tested on on animals so it may be tested on on rats or, or mice um and then because then to test because it's in that way you know they they put these and then they say it's safer to test on them because they don't know what the response or the reaction of the um of the vaccine is going to be so they can't really test it on human beings because then they will be liable mm. if anything happened to those. But now what they're doing is they're paying people to actually test the vaccine, right? Yeah, I saw that in the article. Yeah, so they, I think it's like yeah. they're paying about £675 yeah. Pound people yeah. to take the vaccine. That's just right. As a test. And that's a way of, of speeding up because they wouldn't normally do this at, that, at such an early stage. They would have actually tried it. Um, they would have tried it in different places. So they tried it either in vitro, they would have tried it on mice in and they would have tried it in labs um for them to get to the point where they're testing on people it's for me it's like desperate measures you know for them to actually come to that point because they haven't even really tested it's almost like they're skipping how many processes before and they're coming straight to humans um it's very dangerous what they're doing very dangerous um we're hearing different reports um of people who have have had testings and i need to confirm those but they're not positive mm -hmm. um, and i wouldn't expect them to be positive because it's it's such a young in that sense it's such a young vaccine and, and that's the thing and as you mentioned in the process again we're going back into this micro way of doing things but i think there's something more sinister behind it in the fact that they actually created want to get this vaccine but for what i'm aware they're hoping to get this vaccine by the end of the summer but September, the interesting thing as looking at an article that i was reading it is said that a vaccine sometimes takes a two to three years to sometimes be four years four years to be fully operational mm -hmm. so how can they actually create a vaccine that would be ready by september put it on people and we're not even reaching the case when they are now beginning to try to change the law to make this vaccine is it compulsory? That's the one you have to take it mandatory. or mandatory when people will love to, to take it regardless. There's a real concern about how the society is going to evolve from this uh, lockdown. And one of the key things that's going to be implementing is people taking the vaccine so they can be allowed to go to work, mm. they're allowed to be in workplaces. Mm. There is research and there is plan in place to create drone to potentially test, check whether people may have the coronavirus or may not have the coronavirus based on their 
body temperature, for yeah, example. There is, so, but how? But how um, dangerous is that? It because is the thing absolutely. Is if you think about it, 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 you know what they're saying is that if a person has a high, overly high body temperature, you know, um, that they could possibly be carrying coronavirus, and I think that's extremely dangerous. It's to me, it reminds me of the Matrix when they used to send the Sentinels out to sense people. You know, do you remember that bit in the in the in the film where they sent the sentinels out, mm-hmm. and the sentinels would go out and they would be basically trying to find people based on like body temperatures yeah. or or yeah. you know their heartbeats mm-hmm. or whatever. And it just you know when you actually see things like that coming into reality, you actually look and you go, this cannot be real. You know, it's it, it's but it, it is it's, it's it, so dangerous it, what they're it doing. Is, it it's is so dangerous. It is really the reality. Mm. that we may face that would come out of it there's another no it thing. is, they're, it they're, is. They're, it's not we we may they no. they're really trying I'm to trying to be this. i'm trying to be nice but the truth yeah. is that they actually put putting this forward mm. there's the obviously um thanks for one of our um listeners william sand the information about the cashless society which we talked we will talk about in deeper detail because since last time we done a show on the cashless society two years ago a lot of things has changed. Oh goodness, so yeah. the technology and, and, and mm. the implementation is changing. But the interesting thing is seeing now major uh, supermarket really beginning to phase out people using cash and pushing people to use um, the credit card. But most importantly, the advanced technology that will allow people to basically do what mm. they need and as we know it. Mm. There is the immunity passports. Yeah. This one is a big thing because... We have come from the normal passport where you put your picture on it and you show your passport, they mm. put a stamp on it and mm. then you go mm. to the pass the biometric passport and mm. now you go to the airport and you know I have biometric passport. So the gates open, you know they scan your eyes, they scan and then you scan figure and then you go through. To the element that now there we only allow people to travel to certain country. I think it's only certain country. I don't think every country will adhere to this. But I believe that many countries will adopt this procedure when in order for you to travel to certain country, you have to have been tested and potentially have the vaccine that proved that you are immune from the coronavirus in order to travel to those countries. But yeah, but the thing is, you know, this whole thing about being immune from the virus, I mean you know, um, in terms of the vaccine, you know, you know, in this terms of, of, of immunity, I'm, I, I just think it's really, really, and this is why we need to just look into a lot, a lot more ourselves mm-hmm. um, in terms of what they're, what, I mean, what they're implying is going to take place with this. Um, as you were speaking, I was saying, if, in order for them to actually implement the um immunity passports throughout the world you know you're going to see particular countries investing lots and lots of money into this but then you're also going to see lots of um people offering countries money to put these systems into place because they won't have the money to do it Mm -hmm. um and that's when you're going to see that where the true agenda really is coming well we know where it's coming from but where truly where it's coming from because you're going to see these countries being offered money to put those systems in place at first it started as an immunity certificate that was the thing that was spoken about so you would actually have to have an immunity certificate you know like when you go and get certain injections yeah you, got um, this, uh... you have a you have like a little 
card that says that you've had this injection yeah. that one that vaccine um and that's what it was it was spoken when, about but they said it would be computerized um so that it would be on every system of the, the world the, the thinking when you need to travel to certain african country you have to be checked for malaria for example mm. you know and unless you have those prescription unless you have it you can't travel it as well so mm. that system it is not new but no. why you said it, it is digitized in that sense, computerized, mm. because this is where we where this is where we are at the moment. We are in a computer yeah. age. But also the difference is that it would be mandatory. Absolutely. Um, and that is a major thing because you can't really take a blanket approach when it comes to vaccines. Because as I was speaking before, in terms of immunity, everybody's immunity is different. You'll have some people who don't need to have a vaccine because their immunity is completely fine. But then what you do is you put an you put a vaccine into their system and it and all hell breaks loose in their body you know and the thing is as i was speaking about was the adjuvants um the adjuvants that are actually put into the the vaccines and we're finding that in for example things like the hpv um vaccine that the amount of aluminium amount aluminium that, that was put in there is ridiculous it, the amount is meant to be like five to, to 25 percent maximum as, as the amount that was actually put in there um so it does not cause harm to us but um the thing is it was 200 it was like 250 percent that was put in there it was like way 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 over the limit that was meant to be put put in there and you're having people like first of all they're injecting boys now as well it was meant to be for cervical cancer then it's just like you know then we're finding that the the amount of aluminium in there is actually way over the amount i'm wondering why young boys are having heart attacks very very healthy very very healthy young boys as well playing football doing everything literally having heart attacks overnight so this is why i was saying you're not hearing about the deaths that are taking place deaths you don't you've never heard of deaths from herbs or vitamins or minerals you don't actually or foods nutrition it's very rare when people are eating the right things they're taking the right vitamins they're doing the right things that you don't hear of people dying of that you know, maybe they'll maybe overdose a bit, may take too much, but then you can bring it back into line. This is um, this is actually um, negligence and it's actually murder that's taking place because these people know exactly what the limits oh, they are. Know. They know. They and know they're actually they going way over the limits. Mm. Um, but the thing is, my thing is that there is no comeback for them. They're protected in America and they're trying to do the same that when it comes to these laws that they will pass and bring in and some have been put into place over there and they tend to do similar stuff in different parts of the world is that they uh, they've they've there's no there's no they're covered um the manufacturers are covered and the politicians are covered the the law covers them that there is no the people cannot be they cannot sue them wow wow let me just come back to you on that one but let me just answer a couple of few questions a comment that we have here. Yeah. Um, Nicolas says, the student at the tech expert from the Open University have developed the world's first digital application to certify COVID-19 immunity test results. It's a mobile app. It's a prototype. Very interesting. Um, our lovely anonymous attendee says this. When you say there, do you mean the Western world, China, white people, is Africa involved in there? Let me put it in this way. The people that govern this world here are made up 
from every nations and sphere of, and sphere of, influence. of influence as we show you last week about this diagram and eventually we will go through um this later on you know, but they made from all nations they made from all mm. walk of life uh they just into adhering to an agenda that has been put in place so whatever you go whatever you are there will be people involved in this because he has grown so big now that they actually pretty much everywhere i'm planning to run to africa to avoid vaccine but is africa involved in this are they part of the one you call there very interesting are you able to answer this question i know there's something that we spoke about hmm. and it'd be nice for you to answer this the thing is with um with this i think it's the one thing that i would say is is to be prayerful about where god wants us to be because i think when i heard about this that was the first thing that i said i said we just need to go to africa mate <laughs> you know we need to get out of here um because they have all the natural resources they have everything that we need in terms of health herbs everything you know for me it would be like a dream to live there um but the thing is at the end of the day it's where god wants us to be um and and the thing is what God has begun to show me is that if this is a case of autoimmunity, like we inject something, they inject something into us that is, is foreign and is not meant to be there, but it's at high levels. What we need to do is to um, get our own people, the scientists, the doctors, um, to be able to actually reverse that. So what we do is we actually find, um, we find antidotes to what their antidote is, if that makes sense. Um, so this is what Holy Spirit has been really impressing on me is that, that, you know, we need to really, or yeah, we need to really look at, at that, look at the antidote to their, what they're giving to us. So we need to find ways, as he, as I said, weeks ago to switch off what they are trying to switch on in our bodies. So wherever we go, there's always going to be something if they don't get to Africa now, they may get to Africa later. Mm. Um, but we need to know what to do with our bodies. And this is why I'm always talking about health um, because without our health, we can't really do, we can't do much. Um, but when we know what our bodies need and how to switch things on and off, we can actually really, we can actually treat ourselves. And, and definitely that's why I say it's prayerful. We need to pray us Holy spirit he knows but also have people who are working on these things as well i think it's very important what you said um there's one thing that you mentioned as well to switch and i believe when we're having this conversation um when we're watching a lot of videos and everybody was coming in with their own theory uh, about the covid when it came from what it is and what needs to be done against it one of the things that the holy spirit mentioned to you is to find a switch and to turn it off and to turn it off yeah and uh, can you tell us a little bit more about this? Because I think it'd be quite nice for us to, to understand the, mm. the word that God has given you in relation to particularly this COVID-19. Um, I'm still praying into it. Um, and I really do need your prayers because this is, it's a very important thing that Holy Spirit has said to me. And, and I'm, I'm getting more revelation as day, days go by, but it's, it's really about spending time with him and really hearing what he is saying in terms of this, because he knows all things um, and he reveals all things and he's a revealer of truth. And, you know, people are looking for antidotes and they're looking for this and looking for that, but he has the answer already. Um, and what he said to me was about this switch. Now I'm, I'm learning more about, um, and as I'm looking and I'm, I'm researching, I'm always asking him 
um, he's always directing me to what I need to do. Um, and I'm always listening to him because there is so much information out there, um, but it may not necessarily be what we need and what he wants me to look at. The main thing that I'm actually realizing is that this these types of vaccines, what they tend to do is they begin to go in and they affect autoimmunity, something what we call autoimmunity. Um, they go in and they, as I said, they basically are, they look, they, they, they're foreign invaders in the body. But what happens is, yes, the, the body naturally will defend itself. But what happens with autoimmunity when it's switched on is that it, the the defense system of the body doesn't know when to switch off. So what you will find is it begins to attack itself and it attacks itself at such a rate where you have all sorts of things like Hashimoto's. You have things like um, lupus, as I've spoken about, where they begin to attack the nervous system of the body, begins to attack the systems, different systems of the body. So if we think about where our weak areas are um, in our body, so where we tend to have illness, um, where we tend to, um, you know, where we tend to, to come, if we come down with something, which part of the body tends to be affected, that will probably be the area where if autoimmunity is turned on, then what you will find is that that area of the body will go under, under major attack. And that area of the body is what we need to ensure is actually, is actually well and really treated well and nourished and we tend to actually make sure that it's stronger. So this is where you're finding when people are saying, they're saying they had underlying health conditions. <laughs> um, what the body has done is, I'm under attack, I'm under attack, and then start sending out the, the white blood cells, start sending out everything to actually defend itself, but then it goes overboard, doesn't know when to switch off, and then it begins to attack that actual area. So what we need to do is we need to find out in our own bodies how to switch those things off switch off that autoimmune response to know when to actually stop and, and in order to be able to ensure that it stops at the right time so it doesn't begin to attack that system of the body and end up killing us. Um, so that's what I'm getting so far and I'm still looking into it, but also looking at then, you know, increasing um, health, um, immunity, making sure that Yep, we're feeding ourselves the right things. We're sleeping correctly. We're, we're thinking the right thoughts. Taking 20 minutes out a day to be able to just exercise and to be able to think good things and to be positive, do things that we enjoy. All of these things are underestimated, but we need to do them in order for our bodies to respond well and for us to have longevity. So it's not something, you know, God didn't rest on the seventh day for no reason at all. You know, <laughs> there's, there's a reason why he did that. You know, the body needs time to, to actually regenerate, to rejuvenate, to replenish itself. You know, when we sleep, our, our blood, our, our cells are rejuvenated, regenerated. That's when we, we actually heal. You know, when we fast, it's an amazing response. Human um, growth hormone and longevity hormones are released into our body when we fast over a certain amount of time. The, God has made everything perfectly in the right place he, he knows what he's doing so as i'm looking at it i'm looking at it scientifically but i'm okay okay i'm going back to the bible i'm going lord you've already said this he's done this already there's certain things that he's put into place but we just need to know how to utilize them in order for us to have good health and to have to be healthy and know what to switch on and when I mean, to switch off you just said it so beautifully um so well and very very good and Truly, it is true. God has given us everything we he need. Has. And, and, and I think for us, 
is the beauty of being a born again Christian. It's the beauty of knowing Jesus. Is the fact that even though things around us seem so chaotic, people don't seem to know what to do. Are they be trying to find different things to do? Last time I was reading an article, they were saying that now, you know, cigarette it seemed to be the solution to mm-hmm. beat the coronavirus. And I'm thinking, keep coming up with your research. But I know who my God is. That's important. I know who my God is. And I think as people, we need to know who our God is, regardless of what we are, where we are. Because he has given us everything. And I think that what God is doing now is bringing back to the basic. is bringing back to the source. is bringing back to ways of living, which is simple, natural living. As you said, which include the food that we eat. Definitely. Include what we're doing, the, the stress level, yeah. the rest. You know, and also, God worked for yeah. six days. Mm-hmm. Six days, he built the universe, the earth, and man, and put it in. And he said that on the seventh day, he rested. Mm. Listen, let me tell you something. God doesn't need to rest. He doesn't need to rest. He, he didn't rest because he was tired. He was showing us the way. Templates. The template yeah. for us. Yeah. Six day you work, the seventh day you rest. Mm. And what do we do now in the society? We work seven days. Mm-hmm. Mostly, most people work seven days now. And I remember the days when I was a child, when Sunday, you wouldn't see any shop open, mm-hmm. nothing. And then they brought this law that, you know, people the trading laws, trading the laws change, the change the trading laws. The trading laws. Yeah. And that's what I said. This is not something that has happened overnight. No. These are things that, you know, in, you know, subtly different things have been implemented you know, that have, you know, infringed upon our lives and upon our, our civil liberties and upon so many Freedom. different things. But the thing is, because we've been sleeping, we've just allowed these things. And even as, as individuals or as families, we've, we've kind of, you know, we've allowed these things to encroach upon us, upon our family, upon our times, upon our, on our communities. But the thing is, it's now important and it's, it's an imperative time to be able to, yes, and we're used to things being quick, but we, it's almost like stepping back and going, okay, well, you know, looking at what priorities are, but also looking at what we want and what we don't want. Do we want to have vaccines that are going to actually affect us for generations to come? You know, they're talking about injecting, you know, they've started injecting, you know, you started injecting pregnant women with so many different things. You know, what's happening is that is going, you know, it goes straight to the fetus. So yeah. it's really... You know, it's so wicked what is happening, you know, and you look at it and you just think if you're injected from your pregnant, it's going straight through that umbilical cord, straight into your, your baby, your fetus is developing. Can you imagine you, you, in, in putting that adjuvant straight into the brain of that baby? Then they wonder why there's been a rise of ADHD, why there's been a rise of all of these different things, childhood things happening in childhood for children. You know, there was a, a, a girl, a lady that I used to work with and she had, um, she, couldn't con- she couldn't conceive naturally. So she had IVF and um, her daughter, you know, she was trying for like nearly 15 years and um, she, she eventually had, she had IVF and obviously, you know, with IVF, I, one of a friend of mine, I couldn't believe how many injections 
they said that they wanted to give her but I prayed for I said before it was before I was a Christian but I found something out and I said why don't you try this she tried and she became pregnant so she didn't have to have all of these things and um but this lady she had it she had IVF her daughter came out she's got ADHD she has all these different things going on with her dyspraxia she has this she has that um and she was like you know I don't know what happened I don't know what happened now her stepson is a scientist he's got a PhD in science and he was doing lots and lots and lots he's a doctor he's, he's, he's god he's a doctor now he's a te- he teaches science but he's a doctor he, and he said I think what's happened I don't know I can't be right but he goes but I think it may be all the injections that you had because obviously what he's done is looked into it and he's seen the adjuvants that are in them do you see so when she said, she said that to me about four years ago, and I just like, kind of pushed it aside because I didn't think anything of it. But then when I started looking into the, all this stuff, and remember, each manufacturer puts different adjuvants. So it's just like they farm out, they farm out um, the, the, the making of vaccines. So you could actually go to a lab in England and have vaccines for COVID made, which they're looking at. You could actually go to another lab in India who are making COVID vaccines. So it depends on what that lab wants to put in that vaccine. So basically what you're telling me, they can put whatever they want. So you won't get the same vaccine. No. You won't get one universal vaccine. So there will be different different strains strains, of uh, COVID vaccine. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, you know, one of our um, listeners mentioned this, Mark sixteen eighteen. They would drink deadly poison. It would not hurt them. If we have to take the vaccine, then the Holy Spirit is an antidote. I love that. Mm. I love that because that is true. It is an antidote. Mm. And as you mentioned it before, you know, the Bible speaks of the Holy Spirit leading us to whole truth. That's right. And that is key. It is mm. leading up to whole truth. Not one truth, all truth. So I always said to you, you know, if you want to find your answer, ask the Holy Spirit. Mm. He will show you where to go. Doesn't mean he will give you all the answer. Sometimes he does, but sometimes he points you in a direction. Either a book or an article or a a, a video. Sometimes it's just someone. Mm. But I think that as we concluding this topic on the vaccine in that sense, it's important, you know as you said, to find the switch and mm. to turn it off. Mm. Because let's be real, you know, if they want us to have the vaccine, make it mandatory, they will. Because it's, they have it's, it's going to happen. A, they, they have the power to do it and mm. it will happen. Mm. It will happen. Mm. That's why they're working towards it. And I, what I mentioned again is the interesting fact of the media really pushing the agenda of fear among the people mm. with pushing the leaders of the of the, the leaders of this world to rush to find something you said it there is many people that have been doing from the flu over the years never be mentioned why is the coronavirus such a big thing what it is that it, it got the attention of the media it's timing and it's the agenda. But as someone said, you know, about us um, drinking deadly poison, it won't harm us. This is true. Um, we also need to use wisdom. Um, as the Holy Spirit reveals these things to us of what we need to do, because as I said, everyone is different. Everyone has different underlying 
health conditions or different things that are going on in their bodies. As Holy Spirit reveals to us what we need to do. And, and that's something that I pray for everyone. I pray that Holy Spirit will reveal to each and every single person what they need to do, what he wants them to do for themselves and for their households. I pray that he will reveal to them the truth of what is actually taking place for, for them in this season, but they will see what he wants them to do in terms of their health. Because remember, you know, Holy Spirit lives in us. You know, we are the, we are the temple, temple in which the Holy Spirit resides. The thing is, we are, our bodies are still physical, you know, so we need to take care of those. So we need to continually ask Holy Spirit what he wants us to do. You know, what do you want us to do? What do you need us to do? It's very imperative, um, not just now, but always, you know. And I think this is a very, um, very good time for us to just to really reevaluate what we do in terms of our health, um, what we do in terms of going forward. Because for me, it's just like, you know, the whole vaccine thing, the vaccine thing is the vaccine thing. It's been around for a long time. We've been taking vaccines and it's still the same thing. They've all had a grievance. They've all done this. But how do we get rid of those chemicals? What do we do with that? How do we treat, how do we treat our bodies moving forward? The cumulative effect of toxins, what do we do? We eat sugars every day. It's a toxin. We, we have fats. We, we, do, we have dairy products which don't really break down. There are lots of different toxins that we have. This is another one which is an added one. But what are we doing about that? What are we doing to ensure that our bodies are healthy, they are well, and we'll be able to run the race that God has set before us for us to actually finish the race, to, to you know, get the prize and for us to be able to continue to glorify Jesus and do the work and the will of God. Um, so that's my thing. You know, it's, you know, this is just another thing in addition to what they've already implemented. They've implemented it in the, in the food systems, in the water systems, They've, in, in the medical systems, you know, it's not anything new. It's, it's, they've infiltrated all, all different aspects. What are we going to do in order to ensure? And, and I think this is, you know, this is what we're all about now. This is what we're all about into Revelation now. It's really not only to know what's happening, but to be able to prepare it. And you point it so nicely. Preparation. Preparation. You know, one of the words that the Lord has given me is positioning, preparation, and empowerment. Mm very very important free key word that is given me over this period that we're in the position we're in now mm. the preparation that we're doing as you said revaluating things you know i said to you it's almost like a reset button it's almost like an opportunity for us to do the right thing uh, most importantly to hear what the holy spirit is saying to us in this season and to be obedient mm. One of the things, as I said, wait on the Lord. That's the other part of it that we are doing so now. Right. Waiting on him. Mm. As he begins to reveal to us, as he begins to prepare us, we wait on him. We pray, we wait on him, we hear from him, we mm. reconnect with him before he releases us. We're going to hand up here. There's one more question we're going to answer. If vaccines have been around for ages, what make the corona vaccine so concerning than the other vaccine? What make this one different? That's the thing. I said there's a lot of um, hype around it. Um, and I think the thing is, it's just, as I said, you know, they've been around for a long, long time. But what's happening is the schedule of vaccines has increased. So maybe the schedule was, you know, 10 years ago, maybe five, 10 years ago, 26 vaccines. Now it's increasing to like 50 something vaccines. And what we're seeing is that in the vaccines, um they're not being really um 
they're not being really transparent in the sense of and they and the, these things that vaccines are being pushed through by places like um the world health organization and also the cdc um, and the fda so the center for disease control and also the fda which is the food and drug agency they're all backing these things and the thing is there's no the scientific evidence to prove that they are safe is not there people are dying from these vaccines and the what's happening is they're gaining momentum in the sense of the vaccines that are being being introduced now more people are dying from them um and they're introducing vaccines that make no sense you know to to actually inject a boy with a vaccine which is a hbv vaccine which is actually meant to prevent cervical cancer boys don't have cervixes so it's just like you know it's it doesn't make any sense so they're, they're introducing vaccines for the sake of introducing vaccines so i think now it's not the fact that this vaccine per se is you know what's the big deal about it it's it's the it's the actual schedule of the vaccines and the fact that the vaccines don't make sense anymore um it's and they're actually the agenda behind yeah it as well. and you know injecting babies with hepatitis b and in america i don't know whether they do it here but it's just like hepatitis b is normally for that the tests that were done and run were for drug users drug users intravenous drug users and for people who were sexually promiscuous so they were done this test was done on drug addicts and and um and prostitutes um this is how they did all their testing it was done in america in Compton and the thing is what happened is then they started introducing it they weren't selling the vaccine so the thing is they then started introducing it because they needed to actually make sure that it wasn't an orphan vaccine that they actually introduced it to society so they introduced it and they started giving it to babies so the thing is you know we our eyes need to be opened in terms of of what they're introducing why they're introducing it doctors even pediatric doctors were questioning it and now are questioning and saying to be honest I can't actually do this vaccine thing anymore and I won't offer this vaccine schedule to my patients and they've been literally ostracized by the manufacturers and the medical boards because they won't do that this is what's happening in America I'm not sure what's going on here but I know that there are similar things I've heard of similar cases here um but Andrew what, Wakefield is a person to what, follow with that what's the corona so different why is it what's the hype about it? I mean, it's we, been we, it's been made a hype, but the thing is, what's happening now is because of the timing of it, because you know there's no difference with the coronavirus, you know, our vaccine. Sorry, the corona vaccine. There's no difference. The only thing is the timing of it. And and I think this is the key. It's about the timing. It's it's not so much about it's you know as we 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 spoke about in the beginning where we started with relation hour again that there is an agenda that has been put in place mm. and what the coronavirus is it's just a conductor it's just um yeah. it's just a catalyst That's it's it. just the the yeah it's just the catalyst for what they want to do later mm. so that is the difference mm. in terms of in terms of the disease itself there's no difference with the others in terms of vaccines but it is what they use it for, mm. the catalyst. And this is why there is so much hype on it. This is why the media is pushing it so much on the coronavirus. This is why they, they're pushing government to make mistakes. They're pushing government to make rush decisions because that's what they want. They want rush decisions. Now, we're going to stop now. It has been lovely, Marcia, to really give us a bit more insight on the vaccines. We had a video that we wanted to show, but I don't think it was relevant to show it now. 
that what we may do, we may post it or we may talk about it on the mm-hmm. later stage mm-hmm. in that sense. But I, the one thing that I would say is that someone who is really, um, is, is actually standing up against vaccines um, globally, but he's, he's English, um, is Andrew Wakefield. Yeah. Um, he's someone, um, he's, he's a doctor, and he's someone um, who's really passionate about this whole vaccine. He's very, he's anti-vaccine. Um, but it's, it's good to hear what he has to say. Um, and I think it's really useful. There are other people, I, I was talking about the truth about vaccines. It's been on, they're replaying certain things um, today as well. But it's quite interesting in terms of vaccines that the smallpox vaccine was the first one and it was actually started, it was, it was actually started off in England. But it's interesting to re- hear the story about smallpox mm-hmm. and, and, and how that vaccine was developed and also what their testing protocols were um, so it, it's just it's interesting to hear because you know the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun you know and there's nothing new about this this is not a new thing you know they've done this before it's happened before people have died before well as they've been testing it um, so it's it's nothing new it's it's nothing new it's just that it's the season and the time we're living in so for us it's a new thing but it's not a new thing mm. um, so it, it's good to actually look into this do your own research into it because it's a huge topic um or use subject use subject and it's it's just it's important i think it's an important one for us to understand not just about vaccines but also the way that the medical establishment are going with things it's not just vaccines it's also medications um this is a huge huge billion dollar and billion pound industry um, you know, we could say the same for cancer and chemo. We could say the same. It's, there's so much, you know, um, it's a huge, huge thing. Um, and this is why I do what I do. Um, yes, there are certain things medically that are, are really, really good. And we cannot take away from that. But there are things that we need to ask questions about. And we need to take responsibility as well for our health and for the decisions that were made for us and for our families going forward. Because this is not actually going to decrease um, it's an agenda that they want to increase. They want to privatize, you know, hospitals and medic- medication and, and, you know, and medicines. They want to privatize these things because it, it's a money spinner, but also it's about controlling people and making sure that people are always ill. So there's always someone who's going to be coming and taking and, and asking for the drugs and the medications are, are actually being made. Because if we don't ask for them and there isn't, there isn't a demand, you know, if people aren't sick, then there won't be a demand and then their, their industries crumble. So it's a massive thing. It's not just about vaccines. It's, it's about the whole establishment. And it's a huge, huge thing. So please do, do begin to look into it. And then, you know, then start looking at the natural stuff <laughs> because those things are what are going to keep you. There are people in countries who cannot afford medications. And they, um, and they, they do natural remedies. And, and they, natural remedies they're, they're work. They, they take works. longer sometimes, but yeah. they do work. Um, so it's just begin to educate ourselves on these things because this is the way to go because there'll be times when people won't be able to afford medications and there's going to be an uprising and there is an uprising of people who are using more natural remedies and are using those things and we call them natural remedies but they are medicines within themselves you know absolutely Um, and it's quite interesting because we're still talking about a community within a community and that is absolutely part of it in terms of just really beginning to use natural resources Mm. you know and you can use both you can integrate things but it's not saying that one takes over the other but we can use integrative medicine but to be able to actually utilize it in a way 
that is beneficial to the patient, you know, that is beneficial to the client, that is actually going to help them to have optimal health and not to actually be decreasing their health um, and eventually to kill them. We don't want that, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's just about that. Fantastic. That was brilliant. Thank you so much, Mars. Do you know what we're going to be talking about next week? I have no idea. Well, I tell you, I just really sense that. Uh, you know what? Let's let's wait. Let's wait until next week. And do you have cash on you? Ah, ah. <laughs> I see. I yeah. see where you're going. You're probably going to go cashless society. I okay. think there's a lot of changes. Uh, a lot of changes been implemented right now as we speak while we're in lockdown. Um, and that would be very very interesting to see what's happening. Okay. Guys, thank you so much again uh, for time spending with us. Um, why don't we pray? Yeah, let me pray. Dear Lord, we just want to really want to thank you so, so much for the love that you have for us, mm. for your revelation, for really opening, opening our eyes to really see what you want us to see in this season. Mm. Lord, as we touch on health over the last few weeks and and vaccines and today and so on father i just really want to pray as Martha mentioned you have given us everything we need and i want to pray father as people that we would begin to use what you have given us mm. that as people will begin to research and understand the natural way of doing things i pray father and continue to pray for your hand of protection and your healing hand upon those who are currently suffering from the coronavirus and any other disease or sickness. I ask you, Father, to touch them in the name of Jesus. I pray and continue to commit each one of us as we continue to wait on you, as we continue to prepare ourselves for what's coming. Mm. Lord, as we said, we want to continue to build a community within the community. So, Lord, continue to reveal to us what we need to do in this season. We thank you and we continue to bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Guys, thank you very much again uh, for being with us. And we shall catch up again next week, Saturday, 10 a.m., Revelation Hour. Good night, guys. Good night. You know what? I'm tired. I say, adios. Au revoir. A bientôt. A bientôt.